0: Welcome to Gautrain Talks, a podcast series for people on the move.
1: Welcome to the Gautrain Talks podcast station, the place to be for matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever rapid rail link. The Gautrain Management Agency, in partnership with the Gauteng City Region Observatory, hosted the fifth installment of the annual Public Transport Knowledge Seminar in October 2022, this year's theme was action learning for innovation in public transport. And in part three, we hear from Olivia Maponya, the founder and executive director of Kapano Bus Company, and Lindiwe Matabula, specialist in transport planning with the GMA, about innovation partnerships in the public transport sector.
0: And now, this next panel, we are going to talk about uh, innovation in the public transport sector, but talking about other partnerships, Lindiwe Matabula, is the How Train Management Agency Specialist for Transport Planning and uh, Lindu, thank you for joining us. Olivia Mapoya is Founder Executive Director of Copano Bus Company. Thanks again, man, for, for joining us. Now, Copano Bus Company is based in Limpopo, right? And then we are here talking How Train and Public Transport here in Howte. I know a little bit about why you are here, but I would like you to tell me a bit more about the relationship that you have with public transport, especially how trains perspective on public transport.
2: Thank you so much, Tim. Um, I think, let me give a background of Copernabas Service. Yeah. Copernabas Service is a commuter transport company. We are operating similar services as how train on the buses side. Uh, that is where our common services you know come into the picture where in uh, we bring in value to the you know nation so Pass service is currently operating in Limpopo province in the Capricorn district municipality uh, in Polokwani and in Lebohomu so our offerings to the to the public is giving them services in terms of uh, giving services to the poorest of the poor in the, in the province. We're not doing that alone. We're doing that um, on behalf of the Department of Transport. So that's where we offer our services to.
0: Okay. Well, we'll talk about uh, action or innovation in action in the public transport sector in a moment. But I'm also curious about partnership with the taxi industry. Lindy from how trains point of view, what kind of partnership do you have with the taxi industry?
3: All right. Um, So I think it's over a decade ago, just over a decade ago. We celebrated the 10 years of this partnership um, last year. So basically, um, the how train entered into a partnership uh, with the minibus um, taxi um, industry to provide um, a transport service um, for our commuters. Um, and I mean this uh, partnership, um, the the overarching, uh, reason behind you know, this partnership um, is the legislative mandate um, by the GMA Act to integrate the how train with other modes um, of transport, uh, which then also include um, the taxis. Um, and I think after the, the construction of our station at Marlborough, um, there were no uh, how train buses operating at that station um, due to uh, demand forecast study that was conducted prior to the commencement um, of the project. Um, So um, there was a need then to provide a first and last mile solution uh, for passengers uh, from Marlborough Station. And that's basically how the partnership uh, with the taxi industry was formed. Mm.
0: Uh, Differentiate the partnership of the taxi industry with yourselves from the the how train buses. What's the difference?
3: All right, um, so the Haltrain buses um, are part of the concession agreement. Um, you know that the Haltrain is part of a triple P uh, project, uh, where we do have um, concession partners, and the Haltrain buses form part of that uh, concession agreement, whereas in with the MidiBus um, taxi industry, uh, that was basically a variation from the uh, current uh, concession agreement, and that's how we basically entered into that uh, partnership with the Bus
0: does it work i mean are they are they being subsidized in any way
3: yeah um so 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 this so through so this um innovative uh, contracting model um that we have developed that basically enables uh, the midi uh, taxi industry to contract you know with the how train um to provide you know a transport service um yeah so 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 that's how you know it was it was really formed
0: and, and you're happy with the partnership so far and why is that
3: Yes. Um, so actually, let me just go back to 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 the subsidies as well. As part of the uh, contracting model, uh, we have uh, developed a financial cost model that uh, basically assesses the viability, the financial viability of the service. But we also calculate the operating costs, uh, labour costs, um, and also some profits um, that are um, embedded um, onto to to that uh, model. And that's basically how we subsidise, you know, the the taxi industry through this um, financial. I'll come
0: back to that point because there might be a lot of lessons learned that uh, can be expanded to other parts of the country. Let me, let me go back to you Olivia, and talk about uh, Copano bus service in the and in, the, in, in, in Limpopo uh, the Capricorn region in, in particular that we, we're talking innovation in action in your line of business. How do you express this innovation? in action.
2: Thank you. Um, Understanding uh, innovation is creating value. But how do we create that value? We create value through knowledge and through science. And uh, given Limpopo, Limpopo is a very um, remote and uh, rural uh, province. We're um, outside some few challenges. We're in looking at those challenges as Kopano bus service we don't just see challenges but we want to see opportunities in those challenges um, firstly out um, you know touch on the issue that currently as the nation we're sitting with in terms of water scarcity in our in our areas buses need to be cleaned need to be washed every day but here we are sitting with a problem, with the challenge of um, a shortage of water. How do we come about uh, about that challenge? So we are currently, you know, um, doing studies in terms of having a new technology, wherein we can clean our buses without using water, waterless kind of um, um, a system that will assist us in terms of saving the little that we can have. For, for people's consumption. And another thing, looking at the industry in general, we understand that transport industry is still male-dominated. Male as the Kobanopas as service, we have thought about that and say, okay, we cannot leave this you know situation like that. We need to contribute back to the community, back to the society. How do we get around that? As I've indicated that we are a um, subsidized, Operation, wherein Department of Transport also contributes to our to our um, our business financially. We also need to extend our hand in terms of reaching out to these um, communities. So currently, we have embarked in a program wherein we are in the process of recruitment, as we 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 we're talking now, uh, recruiting the 200 um, youth females so that they can also come and contribute significantly in the in the economy within the um, uh, transport sector so we're going to train them from having nothing in terms of driving skills so we're going to train them and give them the driving uh, skills and uh, defensive skills so that those are some of the modules that will come with with the with the program so that once they're done with the Uh, skills uh, program, then they will be given opportunities to contribute as well in the the economic sector, uh, within the transport uh, uh, sector. But we don't want it to end there. We need to create more leaders in the transport uh, industry. You know, it is not okay that when you uh, go out, you know, meeting you know, other leaders in the, in the industry, you still find yourself being the only woman or only two women out of 50 men mm. who are in the, in the industry. It's still, you know, for me, I think it's about us women also to contribute back to the communities for opportunities that are there to say, come on ladies, there are opportunities here, come and join us so that we can grow the transport economy together.
0: And any particular lessons that you may have learned in your partnership with How Train, as you interact with them and, of course, through the public transport knowledge seminars such as this one?
2: Very true, yes. We're um, looking at uh, knowledge management. Knowledge is power. And uh, I think the mistake that uh, most of the organizations are doing is that whatever that we do today, we forget about it. We move on. We forget that what we do today is building up as the basis of what will happen you know, in the future and tomorrow. So with uh, the partnership with um, uh, GMA is that uh, we want to build knowledge management in terms of integration of our digital systems because currently in kupano service we do have very beautiful digital uh, systems, but those systems are working in silo. So we need now to come up with one platform wherein we can manage all these systems and find that collaborative approach wherein, from just the click of one button, you can be able to get all the information from different systems around Mm. us. Yeah.
0: Lindy, you have uh, the experience already of the partnership with the taxi industry and you are able to subsidize them, but it's not something that applies throughout the country, right? On the back of the experience of working with the taxi industry and the relationship has been sustained for quite a while. 10 years is a long time. Mm. Where do you think this model can be applied? And can it be applied on the, on the back of your experience?
3: Yes um, so I mean um, this model as I said it's an innovative model and it's first of its kind you know that was actually um, developed where you find that you know a government entity is able to partner uh, with 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 the taxi industry and um, I think what I appreciate about this model as well is that um, it's 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 based on on our environment. You know, it's not a model that was um, cut and paste from another country. You know, it takes into account our legal structures um, in South Africa. It takes into account how you know the minibus taxi op- uh, operates, um, how they get the operating license, and those are the things that are actually embedded. You know, in in, in this uh, model that we have developed. Um, so I think you know it, it, it can be you know. Um, put, um, it can be all, what's the word? expanded. expanded Yes, yes, it can be expanded to other parts, Mm. um, especially in terms of other uh, transport uh, modes as well. But I think what is important is to realise the uniqueness um, of this model and to say when you are applying it in another transport mode, what are the unique factors in that um, transport Mm. mode and what is the legislation uh, saying as well with regards to, to such an initiative. But broadly speaking, I think it can really, be you know um, transformed and and used in, in other transport modes as well
0: sure just before we conclude I'd like to hear your thoughts on the integration of the different stakeholders in the provision of public transport in South Africa because from an outsider's point of view it seems to me that in the main the different role players operate in silos so you have the trains generally as the trains then you have how train as how train. Then you have the bus companies as bus companies. Then you have the taxi industry as the taxi industry on its own. But at the end of the day, a commuter would like to see and experience a seamless uh, delivery of, of, uh, of, 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 of the transport services. Your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, honestly, I think it has been a debate for some time now. Uh, at the level of national government, Department of Transport, in which the um, integration of services should be you know, um, experienced by mostly the um, passengers. Where, if I have one tech, that tech should be used in the buses, in the taxis, in the, mm. the trains. That would be seamless for the, for the passengers, and that would be the value that will be uh, created for the consumers of the services. And what I believe in as well is that this small piece of cake should also be shared across all these modes of transport. It shouldn't be about buses getting subsidized or trains being subsidized. What about the taxi industry? My belief is that the taxi industry is also a complementer to the buses and to the trains. It's not about uh, taxi industry of which many of, of you know of the people will think that taxis are actually competing the buses and the trains that is not correct taxis are complementing the buses and the the, the 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 train systems so we need to share the small you know piece of cake but the value created should be more beneficial to the passengers of this country. And by, those, by so doing, we'll be enticing the passengers to come back to the use of the mm. public transport services. And will be dealing away with most of the issues that we have now in terms of the road um, um,
0: congestions, mm. Accidents, and you name it, and yes. people who cannot afford cars or who don't to want to own cars, people yes. to own cars. And Lindiwe, your take on this question?
3: yeah um so i think when i started i said you know as part of the gma act we are mandated to to provide um, an integrated uh, services um, with the how train but I think actually thinking about it you know it should not only be a GMA mandate you know it should be a national mandate for that enforces um, that um, integration of different um, modes of transport because actually when you really think about it uh, from a commuter point of view you know that integration it makes sense not only from a physical integration but operationally uh, fair integration I know you've, you've touched on 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 the one ticket um, sort of uh, system so I think from a commuter point of view that integration uh, makes sense and I think we need to start thinking more into customer centric um, you know um, innovation um, so that we make sure that our customers get the best experience um, on our system you know they they get to to experience the best and 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 to be able to use uh, public transport um, as compared to, to 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 private vehicles but obviously with public transport as well you know there are other factors that you need to think about you know the, the convenience uh, the safety as well, you know, on our public transport. So that's when the innovation comes in to say how do we enhance, you know, safety, how do we make our public transport attractive um, to our customers, you know. So in everything that we do, we need to always think of the customer Mm. in the middle.
0: The experience and the value.
3: The value, definitely.
0: And all the issues that you've mentioned, safety, costs and all of that. I appreciated your inputs, ladies. Thanks very much for talking to me about um, your special areas of work and expertise. I appreciate that. Thank you for having Thank us. You.
1: Once again, customer and commuter experience and value at the core of this conversation. To listen to more from the fifth instalment of the annual Public Transport Knowledge Seminar and other interviews about the Train, please subscribe to our podcast by searching for Houtrain Talk Station on your podcast app. You can also access further material on our website, that's gautrain.coza, Or follow us on Twitter.